Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Do I have any background noise? No. I mean, it's... I, I don't think so. I hear like, something, but... I have, a, I have a window open about six feet from me, and it's monsooning outside. I hear something. I don't know if it's your window or what, but... Do you, Shall I try and close the window and see if it makes... Hair? I don't know. I mean, it's going to make you hot. Keep your window open. I, I mean... Tell me, does that. this... Does that make Remember, this is this is Fantasy Joe's uncut, unedited, uncensored. So you can you can have windows open all you want. Let's compromise. So which, I opened it halfway. So I like I think that this should be the start too because like it's uncut, unedited, uncensored. You get our real lives. Like Trey deciding whether or not to open the window fully or not. That's true. Duh, and duh, that whoa, why not? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we might we might cut the very beginning off when Trey's asking the question. We can start like like two seconds ago. So. We are the Fantasy Joes. This show is a little bit different, right? Because this is us uncut, unedited, uncensored. And why are we doing a show like this? Why are we giving you this unedited recording that's not scripted or very lightly scripted? It's because we, my friends, are launching our own Patreon page. That's right. Patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. If you visit there, you can support us on Patreon. What is Patreon? Basically, it's a way for our listeners to support the podcast. We're basically asking you for $1.99 a month, people. $1.99. Why do we want $1.99? Well, um, because it, it does cost us a little bit of money to do this. We've got to pay hosting fees, that type of thing. But more uh, to the point, we want to grow the podcast. We, we'd like to build a, a great Dynasty football website at some point. We'd like to improve our equipment. Uh, we want to make this a better podcast. So that's a way to do it. So if you like our show, go to patreon.com slash fantasy joes and become a supporter and what are you going to get you're going to get something you're going to get shows like this fantasy joes uncut unedited uncensored and maybe more so check it out so that's the that's the setup now let's just do what we always do and the idea behind this is we were talking one night some of our best stuff happens when you, you, that we edit you know we, we can we try to limit the shows 45 minutes an hour sometimes longer our loyal listeners know we've had some long shows but a lot of our best conversations get edited so the idea is for us is to just throw those into an MP3 and, and put them out there for our Patreon supporters because really some of our best thoughts come when we're when we're uh, you know for things that aren't going to go on the official show. So you're going to get a preview of that right now. Ryan, when you say unedited, do you feel like you have a stutter? The, uh, <laughs> 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 unedited. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've got it. It's a word if you say it a couple times, you're like, did I put an extra syllable in there? I'm not quite sure. I might have. That might just be the vodka and lemonade drink I'm in for myself talking. got He's got LaCroix lemon and vodka. Well, we had a work party tonight in the restaurant we had it at here in Asheville. Not only did they have Angel's Envy bourbon on the menu, but they have the self- proclaimed best old fashioned in Asheville and they make it smoked with these, they light these cedar chips on fire. They put a, put a, put them out by speaking of a stutter, they put them out by turning a glass upside down on the cedar chips and it fills the glass with smoke. And that's the glass they use to make the drink. It was incredible. I had four. I feel great. Wow. <laughs> Unedited. <laughs> Wowzers guys. Unedited. Um, uh, that's awesome. So we actually, when when we talk behind the scenes, we do most of our talk about about football 
80%, but 20% we talk about angels envy and work and feeding chickens and turkeys, that type of stuff. I got a, I got a new car yesterday. A Subaru Outback came with free pair of Chacos. <laughs> chacos meaning like chocolate tacos? No, Chacos is in like the shoes that uh, are the sandals that like strap around your feet. You know, it has like a toe loop and everything. Oh. Uh, that's not as good as those Choco Tacos. No, there's there's a background joke to that, but I mean, I don't know, <laughs> unedited how far we're going to go down that line. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Chacos. Well, look them up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand, and then it'll be funny, and then we can all share a good laugh. That's funny. Some people are like, anyway, right now, I, I kind of end up. I feel like it's like a, it's like it's like fantasy shopping for players on other people's teams. You look around, and you see like the high end players, and you're like, oh, I really like those guys, and you're like, mm, but I don't really want to pay for it. Oh, I like this, I like that, and then you end up with the Marvin Jones or the Subaru Outback of players, and that's who you end up taking. Practical though, too. I mean, all wheel drive, you can't beat that. Yeah, Marvin, you, uh, Marvin Jones was a top 15 wide receiver last year. I mean, that's, hey, it's super that's all, top 15 car. That's all purpose. <laughs> hey, in terms of new cars that are out, what's the second best car you can get? Because that's my dilemma, guys. I have the 102 in a league that we're all in, and I keep going back and forth. I think this is a big question for people. I'm utterly confused about what to do with the 102. I, I mean, I bounced around between <sighs> – I, I, got, I love Darius Geis. I just love his story. But then there's Penny in Seattle. And then, like, Sonny Michelle. It's like, come on, Sonny Michelle, going to the Patriots. You, you can't lose with that. And then I think, well, I like, I like uh, Nick Chubb a lot, too. But is that too high to reach for Nick Chubb? So w- what are you guys thinking with the 102? What, what, what are you going to do? I mean, what would you do if you had the 102? Sonny Michelle? Yeah, you're locked in, aren't you, Wells? Well, the, well, the first thing I have to ask you is, what are the league specifics? Because – League size, scoring format, starting lineup requirements. I'm guessing it's not super flex because I think you would have said that, and I think that maybe would make the choice a little more clear. So, how, how many teams and what's the scoring format? This is you guys know you're in the league with me. Come on, this is behind the scenes. We're casually talking, but for our listeners that don't know, uh, you know, I have, I have to be honest, Trey. One thing I'll admit is is I I've, I've got myself into too many leagues. I, I was counting today. I think I'm up to like 16. And when you get this, people ask you, what's the scoring format? Sometimes I'm like, oh, what is the scoring format in this league? I think it's half point PPR, but I need to double check. That's a good, yeah. good point. Um, so I think I know what teams, you're talking one about. QB. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's the one that our, our friend uh, uh, Keith is the, is the commissioner. So, Keith, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Wait, when are we, when's that draft starting? And Keith, if you're not listening, get with the program <laughs> and start subscribing for the love of God. And while you're at it, go to patreon.com slash fantasy Joes and sign up for 189 to get these behind the scenes episodes. Well, no, we'll no, have to to get this. He's not listening if he doesn't. No, no, this is the freebie. This is the free one. This is the red meat we're throwing out there. That See, you guys, we're super organized here. This is a, <laughs> a well oiled machine that we've got. The fantasy Joes is a pinnacle of organization in the podcasting community. Yeah. So, Ryan, I would have to say I'm quite torn on who I would select there. I am beginning to think that at the 102, I would take one of two players, and it would depend on whether I see myself as a contender this year or whether I see myself as building for the future. And the the two players that the kind of a, make that 
or that you know are um, separated by that question are Rashad Penny and Nick Chubb. Yeah, for me, because I think that if I feel like I can compete and win now, Rashad Penny is still my 102 because of the opportunity that he's going to get the draft capital. Um, I still incredibly believe in Nick Chubb, and I believe that 12 months from now, Nick Chubb is going to be other than Saquon Barkley, the rookie running back that I want, or that, well, he'll be going into his second season, but he's the running back from this class that 12 months from now, going into the 2019 season that I think I'm going to most want on my roster other than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you're not worried at all about the Duke Johnson. And we, I don't think we even know, like, the specifics, specifics of that deal. I can't even talk. Gosh. Because um, I, I, I was asking around, and maybe we, you know, as of this recording, people know about it, but that doesn't scare you off a bit. Because I think Nick Chubb is great. He could be this workhorse running back. But uh, Duke Johnson scares a little me bit. a little bit. No? I think that offense is going to be really good in 12 months. I think that what they're building there is going to be pretty special. Now, I'm not talking about like New England Patriots special, but I think they'll be a top half of the league offense in 2019. And I think they've got a shot Oof. to do it in, 20, in 2018. There's a lot of weapons in that offense. As a matter of fact, right now they have the most players in the top 100 of Dynasty ADP of any team in the NFL. Right. Let that sink in for a minute. Of all of the Dynasty players drafting startup as a mock you know, exercise, they have the most. So I like Nick Chubb. I think the talent is greater than any other running back in this class. In this class. I think he's the closest to Saquon Barkley as far as, as far as athleticism. I don't anticipate Carlos Hyde is going to be there. And, again, people forget. Like, if you have a running back that's getting 60 to 65% of the touches from an NFL team's backfield, that's plenty to be a top five running back with the talent that a guy like Nick Chubb has. So I don't, I'm not worried by Duke Johnson. I think that the Browns have so much money to spend that giving him $5 million a year for a couple of years is a drop in the bucket. I bet they still, for this season, have 30 or $40 million in cap space despite spending that money. So what, yeah, what do they true. have to lose? It's not, I mean – what do they have to lose? They're, keep, they're just adding another weapon. They're just ensuring themselves against a running back injury. So I don't feel like that is an indictment. I feel like the draft capital they spend on Nick Chubb speaks significantly more volumes than the $5 million a year they just gave to Duke Johnson. Yeah, and I love the fact that they're giving Baker Mayfield those weapons, too, in Cleveland. That's so important for, for a younger quarterback. And, you know, Kansas City kind of did the same thing. They, they're younger skilled position players. They've, they've got, you know, in, in these uh, rookie deals, you, you've got Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill. So why not go out and throw Sammy Watkins some money, right? It's another weapon for that offense um, because you, you pay the other guys these, these rookie deals. So you can afford to go out and pay them a bunch of money. So, yeah, giving these younger quarterbacks those weapons, that's so key. That's one of the reasons I'm glad the Bears went out and they started to match Trubisky with uh, weapons now. Uh, so, no, I, I, th I think that's good. I, no, I, I do like Chubb a lot, and that's why I threw him in that conversation. It's probably a reach to take him at 102, but that team in that league is definitely – I mean, it's going to be a talented younger team, but, I mean, can I sneak into the playoffs with that team? Probably. Can I compete realistically? No, because there's some strong teams in that league, including one that, that Trey has, Will has an ascending team. Last time I checked. So, yeah, no, I don't think I'm ready to win in 2018. I'll give it a shot, but, yeah, so. I think okay. I might trade that pick, too, if I were you. Not necessarily trade down because, as we visited multiple times, everybody's looking to do that. But maybe right. just trade out completely. I think that, you know, there's a 
once the draft gets started, you know, people are going to be feverishly wanting to buy some of those um, top end picks. And I think you might be able to um, maybe get a player that you like and a 2019 first on top of um, that player, you know? So I, I, I think that, you know, you, you've got a, a myriad of options in front of you. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be fun to see. It's always a good idea. You know, I definitely will. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pessimistic though about my ability to trade out of the, the 102. I feel like, I feel like if, if it's anybody who listens to any dynasty podcast, trading out of the 102 is a pain, a huge pain if, if possible at all. Yeah, but I think depending what that... your asking prices are. I mean, like it's most people just like don't even if they have like the 104 or 105. The the phrase that's been tossed around is oh, I'll just take who falls to me, which it, which shockingly bothers me more than I think. Uh, it's <laughs> because like I, I don't know. It's like you have control of your team. You're just gonna wait who falls to you. Like do some research and get a guy that you actually want. I did, I don't know. It just uh, I didn't I didn't know it would, but you know, you're, this is dynasty football. You want to be involved. You're in dynasty because you want off season entertainment and you're just going to say, Oh, I'm going to be lazy and take the guys who's falls me. Get out of here. I hate that. Right. Right. But anyway, that's a general consensus. That's why the one Oh two, I feel is tough. And that's why, I mean, in our empire league, you know, I had one Oh two and I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll entertain, you know, moving, but otherwise I'll just pick. Cause I, I mean, maybe that that's kind of a, uh, I was kind of like my strategy was lazy and I didn't actively go out and try to trade. I did earlier after the NFL draft, but got nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. I think what's tough about it, Will, though, is because I, I think that the Saquon Barkley factor, there's Saquon so far ahead of everybody else. So I think that mentally plays games with owners where it's like, okay, you know, he is the the prize that I can't get unless I give up like probably way too much to get him. Because the guy who was a 101, everyone wants a piece of Saquon, right? Everybody wants a piece of Saquon. And rightfully so. He's, he's an amazing – he could be the next LT. So after that, you've got a bunch of guys that have their question marks, right? I mean, Penny's interesting, but he's going to Seattle. Do you really have faith that they know what they're doing there? Um, uh, you know, Michelle, you know, I know it's kind of like this narrative street thing, but New England Patriots running back. Uh, Chubb, well, he's going to Cleveland. There's competition in that backfield. He, he's recovering his major injuries. There's all these, you know, guys. That he, he's a head case. He dropped in the draft. So there's all these – you know, negative things about these players. And I know that's every player out there, right? There's no player that's perfect other than maybe Saquon. So that plays games with you. So if you're looking at that, you're looking at all these other guys, you're like, yeah, so I really want to move up. I'm just going to stay pat. And for example, in that same league, I, at the 108, Ronald Jones dropped to me at the 108. And I was thrilled. And I'm like, you know, I, I he's a guy that some people are taking with a 102. And he's certainly talented there's something but he's not perfect either but man what a great situation so yeah that that just goes to the state of this this class i think there are a lot of a lot of talented players a lot of these running backs could be really valuable but they're after saquon it it's tough it's it's you know some people have conviction on who they want like you do but a lot of people don't like me <laughs> so yeah i guess i guess my my theory is if i can get like four really solid years out of Sony Michelle, even if, if Brady retires after this year or the next, that offense is, it, it, I guess I don't really know what they're going to do, but it's a belief in that system. If Belichick and everybody leaves, then I lost in my prediction on where they're going to go. But I don't know. I guess if I can get four years of really good production from Sony Michelle, and if they're, let's say he ends up becoming this huge, massive stud, and then they sign him for that fifth-year option, like the, the Patriots switching up their draft strategy and taking a running back early like that, I think is, being, uh, is overly discounted in, in what, people are, are waiting for that because like 
uh, Rashad Penny gets all this. He's like, oh, he's going to carry the load. He's going to get all these carries because he was drafted in the first round. I mean, he wasn't that far ahead of Sony Michelle and with they're being picked. So I don't know. I just think that, that it's, I, I mean, if, if Sony Michelle like fumbles a whole bunch of times, it could blow up in your face, but that could happen with any rookie. Like there's always a ton of risk. So I guess I just kind of stood. That's where I ended up. And that's where I'm staying for now. I guess I really like guys and I really like care. I'm coming more around on Kerry Johnson and Ronald Jones and Rashad Penny. I'm actually kind of dropping on a little bit, but I'm still like super stoked about him. Like any of them are good, but if you're going to, you know, have, if you're going to do a, a rookie draft, you know, do the research and choose a guy. Like, if, especially, you know, if you if you have the 102. I don't really like uh, I don't really like Freeman in Denver. I'm not I'm not super high on him. Well, they're going to use Freeman, though. I, I mean, the, 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 there's no doubt. You know, we we talked about that at a previous show where they want someone that's going to to do well on first down. And what was he like? He was the second most efficient running back on first downs next to. Uh, Penny. So, I, I mean, I, I think they're at least going to use him as their, you know, two down back. So, I think that's what it is, the opportunity. And I, But, yeah, the thing with Freeman is he doesn't – they're not going to be – doesn't do anything outstanding. So, we'll see. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that may not be fair. That may not be a fair characterization. Hey, uh, to completely change the subject, not yeah, that we couldn't talk about r- rookie running backs all, <laughs> all night. <laughs> Nobody's been talking about them. So in the, in the t- I want to share with you guys a couple captivating tweets coming from – if you're not following this account on Twitter, I don't know what you're waiting for, and I don't know what you've been doing with your life, but get it together. And I want you to follow Captain Andrew Luck on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> he's my favorite. He's everyone's favorite. I, I, I want to share with you a couple tweets that have come – from the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account in the last couple weeks. On May the 30th, Captain Andrew Luck writes, Dearest Mother, I have been lifting all manner of creature off the ground in an effort to strengthen my sidearm. <laughs> the scratches and bite marks are welcome as my body and resolve grows. To be battle-tested, I must be battle-ready. Andrew. Then, yesterday, in a moment of glory, Captain Andrew Luck writes, Dearest mother, I write with exuberance. Today, for the first time after many sunrises, I fired my sidearm in full view of onlookers. It was a sight, I admit. Some were startled. The unit has a grueling campaign that inches closer daily. I shall be ready. I love you. Andrew. (laughs) what, What I love, too, is that that tweet got like three times the number of retweets and three times the number of likes as all of the other tweets on the uh, Captain Andrew Luck, like the one that's talking about him throwing again. <laughs> so uh, anyway, man, I thought, I thought that was so funny. He's like, I threw my sidearm in a view of many onlookers. Got so it. That, that is brilliant. Startled. Do we have any idea who's, who's responsible for that Twitter account? Uh, I, I don't know. We need some research because it, it's just brilliant. It's just just one of the best ones out there. And it may come to light because, you know, last year the Blake Bortles facts um, guy got to go to the um, one of the um, Jaguars playoff games and sit in the booth. Like he, he was tweeting on the account. And uh, so, you know, maybe we'll find out who's, who's responsible for this and then get some credit because it's the best Twitter follow period. No doubt. No doubt. Juju, uh, the close I was, second. I was- I was listening on there, and I guess one of the comments was uh, – it was actually in the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast. 
and they're like, uh, hey, it looks like T.Y. Hilton gained some weight. <laughs> he's looking a little bigger because he's throwing it to obviously not anybody in the Colts, but it's funny. funny. That's too funny. So, Will, you, you threw out an interesting question here in our informal show notes about the, the most owned rookies. And, and you know what? It's funny when you do, like, when you're in as many leagues as we are and you look at that. I was surprised. Did you guys look at your leagues and see who you have most of? Yeah, Ryan Nall. <laughs> that's not a surprise. I don't have as many Justin Watson shares or Kyle Aletta shares as I need to have. I've got some here and there. But the guy I have most is Kalen Balage, which surprised me. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize it. I'm like, I've, I've got him in a lot of places. And I think it's just where um, – I, I, um, I think I took Jordan McNamara, some of his advice to heart, who was on the show where he talked about as you get later in the round, you know, later rounds of rookie drafts to, he likes to go heavy on running backs and he likes to build his dynasty teams more running back heavy because, you know, guys like that are more likely to break out early than say, um, uh, like Kiki Cootie or something who, who I think could be really good, but I don't know that he's going to have the opportunity immediately in Houston. So um, but, but a guy like Balage, you know, uh, he, he's just, uh, unfortunately, you know, Drake injury away to having this big role and he could break out or, uh, you know, there are a lot of these guys, right. You know, um, if David Johnson, heaven forbid, goes down, you you know, Chase Edmonds, you take him in the fourth or fifth round, you, you, you've struck gold, right. So, uh, potentially, I mean, you could, if, if they actually can play. So, I, so I've got him and, and, uh, I've got a decent amount of Naheem Hines as well for the same reasons. They tend to be taking those guys. Yeah, I did pretty. I didn't get any Kalen Blage, uh, and I, I'm not like kicking myself for it. But I would like to have a couple because he is that. He's. A, I mean, his ceiling. His ceiling is the roof. To quote Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, yeah, he's. I mean, he's ultimate boom bust. I mean, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, I guess he could be a, this average player that they figure out how to use in certain situations. So he could he could be incredibly good because he's got the skill set. But then again, he could be this little bust and he could be out of the league in like two, three years, like like it's any just, player, it, I guess. But yeah, and he's not like he's not high risk. He's not like Sony Michelle, like me, where I'm investing highly in him in drafts because he's because Michelle would be my Michelle and Traquan Smith are two actually most owned. Uh, but the the Caleb you had you get him in the second round. I mean that pick is worth so little in the grand scheme of things that if he tees off and even has like, if he becomes a top 20 running back, that's a huge win. Yeah. Middle of the third in Superflex leagues or late third. So, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it depends on your league. So what about rookie QBs out of curiosity? Who are you guys ended up with most? That's Nobody? actually Josh Rosen. He's the guy that I'm ending up with most. And it's just cause it's the guy that slipped to me. I mean, I've gotten him, at places I never thought he would, you know, in League of Ballers, I got him at 105. I got him at 203 in that one league. I got him at 107 in another Superflex league. Like, I just keep ending up with Josh Rosen as uh, on teams where I feel like I kind of could use a quarterback. I could, I, you know, it could be beneficial for me to add a quarterback. He's just been there. So, and then the other guys for me are um, Callaway and Kuti, which is no surprise because those are the guys – that I'm targeting in the second and third round, um, especially late second. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm just ending up with a lot of those guys where they've fallen to me. And th- those are good guys to take in those, those places too. Talk about high upside guys. I mean, Callaway has got an incredible skill set, And once again, he could do something stupid and be out of the league, but, um, and then, and then, uh, 
Cootie with, um, you know, that Houston offense that it, it's exciting. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, I guess every year we have this, but, um, and we're reminded those later round picks, you can take some, some dart throws and, and there's some guys you can get a little bit excited about um, having on your roster, put in your taxi squads if you got the space. Yeah. I haven't done enough super flex rookie drafts because we did the, the dynasty dreamer or sorry, the dynasty Darwinism. And I think that might be my only one at the moment. Oh, okay. Ballers. Yeah, but did I have – I'm trying – I, I got to look back and see what I did in that draft. I kind of forgot. You're the 111, and you left Lamar Jackson for me, I, and, and thank you. Yeah, because I went carry-on there? I'm not sure. I don't remember, but – Oh, man, I should know this. That's my, my only head. Lamar Jackson share, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to have him on, on that, that team. I think you definitely took the last of one of those running backs because I was hoping at 201 to one I of those – Royce. I was hoping that one of the running backs or Lamar Jackson would fall to me at 201, and neither of them did, so I ended up going with uh, DJ Moore. Which is pretty darn good at 201. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, it's a terrible consolation <laughs> I think, prize. I took the, maybe the wide receiver one of those draft class DJ Moore. It, it sucked. Well, clearly trade him for either of the guys you selected. <laughs> you know. that, no. offers, that offers on the table if you uh, change your mind. Well, the thing is, I, ha- I feel like I, I know sometimes it's not the best to draft situationally based on your team, but on that League of Ballers team, my only other real running back is Leonard Fournette. I mean, I have Aaron Jones and, like, Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> you know, because I have P. Ryan and Connor. and Pro- Like, there's just – my running back depth is just just awful. Leonard Fournette's more of like a – he's like a real three-quarters of a running back. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll give me uh, 10 to 12 good games every year. Well, I mean, the fantasy season's only 12 weeks long, so regular season you're likely only getting, like, nine. Now he lost weight. Didn't you hear that offseason hype? He's going to play at like 222, and he's going to wear number two. And he's going to finish RB2 overall. <laughs> and he's going to play on two downs. Oh, man, I, I wonder how long I can go here. How, get, how far uh, can you go? <laughs> maybe two far. more minutes. And he only goes to second base. <laughs> I don't know. I guess dirty is where I ended up going. I'll end it there. Uh, but anyway, so that was my worst Freeman share. And then I've had, like, trade offers for him, but they haven't been very good as far as getting a running back back. I was like, I, I'm totally happy to trade him, but it's like I can't go into this season with Marshawn Lynch as my second running back and, and Aaron Jones is the only one behind him that I would have any faith in. Listen, I'm not saying to do it in that league, but I'm beginning to realize that in leagues where I feel like I really kind of need to add a running back, I'm looking for Mark Ingram. He is being discarded. And – I, in a couple trade negotiations, there's one league that I, uh, you know, feel like that there's a good possibility I'm about to add him. Um, and then there was another league where I was in a negotiation to potentially make another trade and talked about adding Ingram in. And it was like, I wasn't really adding anything in. And I get that he's getting older. Um, and I get that Kamara's expected to dominate touches in that backfield. But I mean, man, like, all the guy has done is produce over the last few years. So I, the way he's being discarded, I think he could be a huge um, guy to go out and grab on a, a team that needs uh, some running back depth. So, so Terrence West isn't going to go in there who just signed um, as of this recording um, with New Orleans. He did? Yeah. So, so Terrence West isn't going to go in there and take over and then Mark Ingram is going to be back and they're going to be like, ride the pine, dude. We've got Terrence West. <laughs> I mean, he's, good. he's been an RB1 the last two seasons. I don't know what else you can do. Come on, Terrence <laughs> even with, West. Even with limited production. So, 
Anyway, I was, that was, that I was, was hoping they were going to sign like uh, get Jamal Charles in there. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> or DeMarco Murray. The, the report I read, like DeMarco Murray didn't want to work out for them. And, and maybe because he knew that this role was, was you know, obviously limited to, to four weeks essentially where he's going to get play. So I wonder, I wonder if that's true. And then I wonder what's going to happen with DeMarco Murray. Like where does, where does he end up? I mean, I guess he could still end it up in a place like Indianapolis or something. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Captain Andrew Luck will have something to say about that. <laughs> Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you, I'm going to set it for you real quick. L.O.B. One of the things our listeners will know here is that uh, I'll do minimal editing for this, but that we, um, one of the reasons we want to raise money on patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's is because we use this free zoom account and it's great for recording shows and having a guest, but it cuts us off at 40 minutes because it's, uh, we're not paying for the professional account. So if we raise enough money on Patreon, my friends, um, the shows will sound better and, and be smoother and stuff like that. And it's interesting because as we were talking about, what were we talking about? I, I don't even remember. That's what happens when you, when the show dies and, and ends. Um, uh, somebody in our league is, is shopping around OBJ in, in League of Ballers. And he's like, I've got a pending deal. Um, if anyone gets their offers in. So this is kind of like live recording. And I, and I want to say in the chat, like, dude, three of your potential trade partners are doing a podcast right now. And only one of us really is known to make deals during podcasts. And that would be Trey Barrett. He's working it right now. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, Look he's not him. even on here. Listeners can't see, but he is working the, he's working the phones right now. And, and he's going to be like, guys, I just acquired OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> I might be guilty as charged. Although I was just posting a jiffy to the chat as opposed to sending a – OBJ is not a guy I'm looking to acquire in that league. Yeah, probably me, me neither, I don't think. So I'm going to type three, three of your potential trade partners are recording a podcast right now. You might want to hold off for a little bit. I already messaged him at the beginning of the podcast, too. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, I guess this came up before the podcast, so, okay. No, it was right, right when we came on, like, why you're like, why are you so distracted? Is because I was trying to find, that, who, that's you find out who, who, because I don't have everybody's <laughs> name memorized, so his team name, and then looking up who he was, and then DMing him on group. Yeah. Anyway, this is, because uh, this is the uncut, this is on. You know, a bash. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, it's, and this is going to sound really obvious, right? But, you know, we, we started this podcast. And I think one of the reasons we, well, one of the reasons we started this podcast, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, was that uh, we're in this, this chat with basically a bunch of our league mates. And Trey, one day threw out there, hey, would anyone be interested in starting a podcast? And basically, Will and I responded, and, and we, then we started, <laughs> we started recording uh, some shows in the summer, past summer that never got released, and just to see if any chemistry this work. And then we we're like, let's do it. And first show we got Scott Fish on. A lot of people listen to that, and then Mike read a couple of weeks later. And so it, you know, it's 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 grown and taken off. So what is the point of that that origin story? Um, I think the point is <laughs> good question. <laughs> that no, the point is that we just like everyone else that does this. We love this stuff, and obviously our listeners love this stuff too. It's such a niche podcast. I know this other podcaster. I'm not going to say his name. I, I guess I should, you know, you know just because I don't know if you want me to tell the story, but he has a kind of a, like a general podcast and his podcast is quite good. And, uh, and um, like through, through work acquaintances, we're business acquaintances. So I have lunch with them every once in a while. 
And I was telling him about our podcast and our numbers. He's like, whoa, you guys have really good numbers. And um, I was thinking to myself, like, his podcast is excellent. It's more general. I would think he'd have better numbers. But I think it just goes to show the power of the Dynasty community and, and the passion that we have. Because if you listen to our podcast, you're probably listening to a dozen other Dynasty football podcasts. And if you're not, you should be because there's so many great ones out there. So there, there's so much passion. We're just so into this. So we're so into Dynasty football and our leagues and making deals that during podcasts, we are, yes, negotiating to make trades. So. I think all of us actually have at least a negotiated during a podcast, a, a trade deal, if not um, made a trade during a podcast. Yeah, I think we've actually made one. I was typically pretty focused, but this one was seemed very timely. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys say? Well, what? So do you guys keep <laughs> notes? Do you guys? So do you guys keep notes on uh, on other on your league mates? Do you make it like that? Do you do any like a spreadsheet or notebook that's been? Uh, it's just been discussed. I can't remember which guy does it, but he says he keeps a, basically like a profile of everybody because, you know, this person in the league, he said, I've been, you know, I've been getting heavy into dynasty Twitter trades recently and has me aching for action. Uh, so but what that means to me is like, so where has OBJ been posted on Twitter in a dynasty trade? Where is this coming from? I'd be really curious to see, cause that could give you a good, a good uh, kind of like baseline on value and what he's been looking for and seeing, and maybe you wanted to move them. The, the current deal on the table, since this won't be released before this trade goes through, I can only assume, <laughs> is, is, is the 2019 first and second in Geis. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's Leo P at Siga underscore FF on Twitter. I was um, just about to say the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he has talked about that, and, and I haven't done it. I, you know, I, I, talking about the number of leagues I ever subscribed in leagues, I can't remember scoring settings in some of my leagues, let alone – have the time to keep a, a notebook, which, which is a, I think it's a brilliant idea. And I know the tendencies of some guys just based on doing deals with them. I just kind of know it in my head, but no, I don't have a notebook. I should do it though. And our, our listeners should too. Well, it's uh, yeah. And that's, I've actually been pretty diligent about not joining leagues this off season. Uh, and I've had a pretty busy like personal life. So it's it probably for the best. And then maybe we'll try to maybe pick one more up, but the, the, the basically the one I've joined this year has been our economy code. And that's been like, I've spent a lot of time looking into that uh, in trying to build my team. And it hasn't, I mean, it hasn't gone perfectly, but I don't think it's, that draft has gone perfectly for anybody because we are all new to that. I think that's one of the like funnest brand new adventures that you can possibly do is if you haven't tried to get us to do a salary cap league and test how much you like it. Like, how do you even know? Yeah, no. And, and that um, auction leagues are, it, it's so much fun. And we, we, we did the show a, a couple of weeks ago. A lot of you probably listened to it. Um, but, but yeah, it's a totally new experience and, and it is fun. And one of the things I've been doing, and I think, I think listeners should do this too. If you're going to join a new league, strive to join a new league that's different than what you're doing now, whether it's like, you've never done tight end premium, try that or IDP. I'm in this IDP league, uh, Debbie Jones locker, shout out to my league mates if they're listening. And it's, it's so much fun. Like just doing the IDP thing. I was a little bit intimidated at first, but, and I, I still don't know what I'm doing. You know, my league mates should know that I'm basically just kind of, you know, finding some resources and relying on some, uh, rankings I found online. I've done some research and read about different uh, defensive schemes and, you know, uh, that, that kind of stuff. So I've done some research, listened to some IDP podcasts, but uh, it's new and it, but it's fun. And it's, it's really going to enjoy add to my enjoyment of the game this year. Cause I'm going to watch games and um, my, my defensive players that make plays uh, Gino Atkins uh, has a sack for the, the, the Cincinnati. I'm be like, yeah, Gino, it's going to, you know, add to my enjoyment of the game. So I think that's fun. Plus, the Bears' defense is going to be good. 
Uh, and I did drafted you get, did you several get him? bears. Did you get, uh, what's his face, Roquan? No, I didn't get Roquan. I, I traded, I, I probably had a chance, but I traded up to get uh, Sonny Michelle in that draft. Yeah. Because you got him at like 107, or it was like the equivalent of 107, right? I think so. I mean, I gave up, you know, the, the 112 and the 201, so some pretty valuable picks to get him. But I felt I, I wanted to be aggressive and, and grab him. And the way this, this league works is um, you, you get the guys with the rookie contracts. You, 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 it's, it's, kind of, it's not really a dynasty league. It's a um, you keep one keeper for each position, and, but rookies are exempt from that. You keep rookies to the rookie deals. So I get him cheap, and I get him through his rookie contract. So it's kind of unique. So I thought there was some extra value to get a stud running back potentially on, on that kind of deal. So, and yeah, and then that offense. I mean, at least you're going to get one. Like that. You, what do you want? You want a running back on top scoring offenses. What have the Patriots been forever? A top scoring offense. This is the Will Greenwood uh, question answer uh, <laughs> session where I ask and answer my own questions. Yeah, because the problem is one of our um, one of the Joes is completely distracted right now, trying to make a deal. It's Trey Barrett, that son of a bitch. I'll say it because this is the unedited. <laughs> Uh, version and uh, he's not he's not focused right now he's trying to make deals i might have just sent an offer trying to eat sony michelle listen aren't you worried about th- today it was there was some hot breaking news released by uh new england sports networks doug kaya or, or two weeks ago when people listened to this said rex burkhead and james white <laughs> have been handling the quote-unquote majority of first team reps this spring so i mean it's par for the course me, some of year. Sounds to me like Sony Michelle is a sell. He's a bust already. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he wasn't even at the team facilities. He was getting some TB12 injections in the background with Edelman. <laughs> Since I'm a giver, anyone that has him in any of my leagues, I will give you right now on the spot my 2019 second for him. Recoup value Dang. while you still can. Trey is so generous. Before the rest of the world finds out that he's third string on the New England running back depth chart. I'm a giver. I heard James White is taking all the goal line carries at practice too. <laughs> he's yeah, a real I mean, grinder. They, they said he's, they're going to change his role this year. He got he's going to fill the Mike Gillisley role. He got the goal line carries in the Super Bowl. I mean. It's true. <laughs> two years ago. So, I mean, you know, when you win the Super Bowl by grinding it in, why, why go away from that? Because hey, they did they did that right after they won the Super Bowl. James White had a horrible regular season last year. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. about uh, – so I saw this. There was a headline, and I retweeted it because it was posted to Akron Wadley's Twitter, which, of course, I follow. Because uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but he was an Iowa Hawkeye running back who now is with the Titans. And he caught a pass in OTAs, uh, no pads, but uh, you know, on a broken play for Marcus Mariota, nobody was going to catch him. So – I, what I read into that is uh, Akron Wadley just assumed the starting running back role in the Tennessee offense and is flashing, and he's the fastest player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the headline. Like, they were doing a, a play without any pads on, and so he makes this play, you know, and it's, it's, it's still good that he does that and that, that he gets noticed, but that, that's some sort of big hype train that starts right after that. I just want him to make the roster, man. I want him to do that, and then – you know, Deion Lewis is going to get hurt at some point. He's, he, he, I mean, he's got a big I, fat contract. Yeah, no, I, I like, I like Wadley more now that I look at the depth chart, knowing that they've got uh, Lewis and um, and Henry, and that's kind of it. So, because uh, it does seem like there's a strong possibility that Lewis could get hurt. Talk about a guy you can get super late in rookie drafts. Why not? I mean, he was a talented uh, collegiate running back. 
so I, I like him a lot more than I used to. I think, I think that's a, that's a great call. And I do think that, um, John Paulson, who, um, our own Will Greenwood will be facing off against in the Scott Fishbowl eight. Yeah. Today, published an article and he talked John to Paulson. You want to talk smack since we, since I invoked his name. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, I, I, four four is one of the first podcasts I listened to. I love four four's podcast. It's yeah, it's great, and John Paulson's excellent. And he wrote this article. Um, Derek Henry and and uh, Brandon Cooks are being overvalued. And what he did is he looked at free agent running backs that have signed for six million dollars guaranteed mm-hmm. um, since the twenty thirteen season. And basically, all of those guys on the list. Um, you should look up the article they average 14.7 touches per game after they sign. So um, Latavius Murray's on the list. He's certainly benefited from injuries. It says in the article, but basically the the data is there that if a guy gets signed for that much money, free agent running back, he's going to get the workload. And I thought that was fascinating. And it, you know, could Lewis be an outlier? Absolutely. But I mean, and a lot of people have talked about this, you know, follow the money, you know, and, and follow the money. And, and that's, I think that's, also a good sign for Jarek McKinnon, who some people are kind of discounting. I, I don't know that I love him as a long-term dynasty asset, but I think for this year, I think he's going to be really good. So I thought that was a good article. You guys should check it out. Four for four. Actually, so I like their uh, league manager tool too. If you if, like to subscribe to their premium stuff, it's not really, it's not dynasty oriented whatsoever, but you can set up your leagues and it'll show you which players are on waiver wire and what their rankings are for the week from four for four and things like that. I found it pretty helpful last year to manage. Yeah. And I, I, another thing, if, if people haven't done that yet, I'm sure a lot of lo- our listeners are doing that. Like I used um, fantasy pros. They have like s- something similar la- last year. I, I don't know what it's called at the top of my head where you can basically put in your teams and manage your teams that way. And like, look at your waiver wire and, and it, it will rec- make recommendations to you based on what experts say. Those tools are really valuable. They save you a lot of time. You can, you, you know, make, make your lineups that way. Um, I know football guys has some great tools. They have, they have something similar. I think they've got their, what do they call it? Their lineup dominator, um, which I have not used. So I've looked at it. It looks pretty cool. So those tools are, are really nice. They can save you a ton of time. So when you're an idiot like me and you sign up for 16 leagues, how are you going to manage that? Well, you have to get one of these tools to help, right? And then you, then you, then you say, Hey everybody, we need to do uh, fab and have it do fab running every night after Tuesday. So that way you have time to catch up. So if you see a piece of news, you can go and bid on them in all leagues versus trying to pick them up as a free agent. Oh, most of the leagues are fab. I, I think I'll, you know, I, I but you know, you don't talk about the difference to like fab between fab and then like not rolling fab. So fab goes through on Tuesday or, or Wednesday usually. Oh after. yeah. You can't. Yeah. There's like, and then like times. Thursday though, everybody's a free agent. You don't have to put in a fab bid. Right, for that right, overnight. Right. Yeah. So the, and I know it's annoying when you really want somebody quickly, but I think that's the fairest way to do it as far as the news coming in. Since I'm, having fab every night. since I'm pretty much the king of um, fantastic tr- transitions on our ad lib show tonight, you guys want to play a little game? Play a little game. See if you guys can guess a uh, guess a player based on some information I give you. Yeah, I mean, I could probably talk about Traquan Smith a little bit more if you guys want. We could actually, we, <laughs> we, we could actually make this a little bit of a competition. So I've got uh, two two guys here that I wanted to lead into just some ad lib discussion about um, neither of these guys are, um, you know, guys that I hear being talked about a lot. And uh, for two different reasons, I kind of, they kind of were brought on my radar recently. 
And um, strangely enough, they're both uh, 26-year-old wide receivers. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, um, I thought it would be even a really fun game because 26 was really special for me when I was 26 years old. Um, not only did I get married to my lovely wife, but I also, the year I made my first $100,000, and I backpack across Eastern Europe. Pretty, pretty remarkable, life-changing trip. So the, my, the, the year 26 for me was pretty special. Wow, you, you went back across Eastern Europe. No, actually, all of that stuff that I just shared about being 26 is a lie. <laughs> but I felt like it kind of led into this game better than just saying it was the 26. I, I was about to have a yeah. like, like conversation about, because I, I, listeners don't know this, but I lived in Eastern Europe. I lived in Bulgaria. I was a Peace Corps volunteer there. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, have you ever been to Bulgaria? And then we could have talked about, um, all the Bulgarian football teams, and I mean international football, not this American stuff that we talk about. But I World guess we're Cup. not having a conversation anymore. That's just what's World Cup. By the time this oh the World podcast, Cup, yeah, let's oh talk about the World gosh. Cup. By the time this podcast is released, the greatest <laughs> sporting event in the world will be underway. Uh, so I, we're I'm going to Belgium in that trip coming up, starting next week after we oh, go to and France. Oh, Horace World Cup team, yes. Yeah, and so I I. And my wife and I are going to get Belgian soccer shirts and go to like the pubs if they're playing while we're in town there. Nice. This will be super fun. And I also used to work for a company called Laser Bike Helmets, and we had a Belgian. It's a Belgian helmet company. They got bought out by Shimano, which I think is more popular and that people know from all their, you know, what they have. But anyway, they're still a Belgian helmet company. But the last time I was working for the company was when the U.S. was playing Belgium in the World Cup in the, in the Eliminator, and it went into overtime. You know, they scored two and we scored one in, in extra time, but. I just remember it's so funny because the language barrier and typing and they were like, uh, I had just the one quote as we were talking trash back and forth. They were like, the USA isn't going to know what, what, what hit them. They're like, oh, yes, they will. It's a big red Belgian bus. And that's the only way that I can do the impression of them. <laughs> that's funny. So watch out for that big red Belgian bus because I'll be on it in Belgium riding to the pub cheering with Belgian fans. World Cup's coming to the U.S. in eight years. It was just kind of announced today. The, oh, the really? US. I didn't hear US, that. Canada and Mexico are going to be shared host of the 2026 World Cup. Nice. So I'm planning you know my vacation eight years in advance. There might be you some. You know saddest thing how old you're going to be for that? I'm going to be What's 39 <laughs> when that World Cup comes. I, oh, th- thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be pushing 50. Okay, so, uh, that's so funny. World you're so thing. old. <laughs> all right, let's talk about a couple 26 okay, okay, wide okay. receivers. Okay. All right, I'm too I'm sad now. Guys- I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old to talk guys. about those wide receivers. <laughs> since, since, since Ryan is almost double the age of these wide receivers. How old are they, 26, you said? Yeah, 26. Okay, okay. So I want you guys to tell me, I'll let you pick. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Ryan. And after you pick um, the data point, there's, I've got four different data points that I'll let you pick from. And so after you pick which one you want me to tell you, you get to pick – you get to try and guess who this player is. So Great. the first data point is their dynasty ADP, and I have both overall and positional. The second data point is how many uh, approximately – what per either percent or number of targets have come available from their uh, team from last year to this year. Um, third data point is their production last season. And then the uh, fourth is kind of a random statistic, a random stat that I have about them. <laughs> so uh, you've got the ADP targets last year random. 
So I'll let you start, Ryan. Which one? We're going to start with the, the wide receiver number one on our 26-year-old wide receivers. Which data point would you like? Well, you know, to win the game, I probably wouldn't pick this, but I'm curious, just just for fun, uh, just to make this more interesting. Let me pick the – I'll take the random. I'll, I'll take I'll take the door number four. Why not? All right. So this wide receiver, 26-year-old wide receiver, is. Yeah. has increased their catches, their yards, and their targets. Or I, I should say probably targets, catches, and yards each of the last three years increased each of the last three years progressively increasing production and usage all right well what data point would you like or well ryan do you have a guess i mean that's a pretty obscure i'm so yeah dead air that's great for a podcast uh no let's move on i don't i don't have a guess <laughs> all right well well i have a guess you have a guess <sighs> <laughs> Jameson Crowder. All right, Will, would you like a second data point on this wide receiver yes. that has not yet been named? Uh, what were the data points? Uh, give me ADP. <laughs> All right, ADP. So the ADP, this uh, wide receiver is currently going off as wide receiver 57. Um, he's also going off as overall player 121 <laughs> at the very beginning of the 13th round okay i have my next guess but ryan you want to go or do i go first on this one yeah you want to go first you want to you want to pick the third data point or no oh, well, we, we don't want to guess Willie, i, Willie I have a guess no, gets a, you get a guess, oh, you have a guess. It, yeah you got a guess go ahead kenny stills it is indeed Kenny Stills. Nice. <laughs> it is I, was thinking, I was thinking it was Devontae Parker, and I was like, no, it can't be. But there's another Dolphins wide receiver that would lead to this. Well yeah, done. Indeed, well done. It's, it's indeed Kenny Stills. So the other, the other stats that I had were that uh, 40%. I wasn't going to throw out the same 200 number we talked about last week. Um, but 40% of the team's targets from last year are open going into this season. Um, and then the third data point was his production last season, and that production was uh, 58 catches for 847 yards and six touchdowns, which in a PPR league put him at wide receiver 36. So I wanted to see what you guys thought about Kenny Stills. I, I, sh I should have known this because this is a guy I like. I've been, I've been targeting, actually. Um, I, our economic code auction, I, I won him. Um, for example, he's probably my wide receiver one um, in that league. <laughs> considering I invested all my money in running backs, I went all in with Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. So hopefully he'll continue this trend upward, right? But uh, but seriously, though, he's a guy that I like, and, and I, I I think one of the reasons I like him, Trey, you're not going to like this, is that I, I still am a Devontae Parker doubter, and and I do like you know when I researched uh, uh, Gasicki for our show, which would have been a couple weeks ago when this comes out. Um, to, to, you know, kind of say he's not going to be a tight end one year, one or two. I think he's going to be really, really good. I, I do think he's going to be this top, you know, six to 12 tight end, like in th three years from now, Mike Kosicki. But I think it's going to take a while. I, 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 those, those targets have to go somewhere. And I, I think, I think Kenny Stills is a really good candidate for that. So I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Kenny Stills. I, I think at the price you can get him, I'm, I'm all aboard, man. You know, the last two years combined, he has 100 catches for 1,573 yards and 15 touchdowns. So, you know, he, he's, he's definitely – and as I mentioned, you know, an increase in targets 
increasing catches and increasing yards each of these last three years. So the needle's definitely pointing up. I, I think it's an, he's an interesting, he, he's not, this is not your average, you know, guy that's, that's talked about really in dynasty or redraft, but a guy that I felt like was, um, was kind of worth mentioning. Will you have any thoughts on Kenny Stills before we jump to wide receiver two here? He's, he's just getting really disrespected. I mean, what more do you want? Not what more do you want, but for a nice like flex play and Kenny Stills, I do feel like owning him is stressful as he doesn't, he, he, and I, I haven't done any research on him, but my initial like feeling is that, uh, He's hard to start every week. It's he's hard to put in that flex spot, and when you're making that decision, you're not overly stoked about it. And so that's why I think he gets disrespected in this ADP and startup options, things like that, because he is a producer, but it doesn't necessarily come it, it, like consistently. Is is my feeling without any research? Yeah, good deal. I'm not, you know, I'm not really on a, a Kenny Sills ba- bandwagon. I, I just it was purely just uh, something interesting, and then. Oh yeah, uh, I was second, just I, I, yeah. No, I wasn't telling you. I was just like yeah, sharing some no, no, some no, Kenny no, Stills yeah, thoughts because I like him and I want. It's funny. It's one of those guys where, you know, he's like, let's say he's like the, the lower end version of the Subaru Outback, versus I want the one with leather seats and the bigger engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not getting one with leather seats and the bigger engine in the 13th round of Dynasty startups, my friend. I'll promise you that. <laughs> and that's where I, you know, the value is just immense because. You know, I think that if you look at the year that wide receivers peak as far as production, it comes after the year 26. So I think that, you know, he's a guy that still might not even be at his prime. And so I, I think that's another factor. Um, and, and the fact, that, you know, as Ryan mentioned, I mean, I'm a Devontae Parker believer, but, you know, the, the number one wide receiver role in Miami is, is wide open. So... All right, well, I'll let you go first on this next one. So, uh, once again, I've got ADP, I've got targets available, I've got last season production, and I've got a random stat or random uh, information about the player. Which would you like to hear first on wide receiver number two here? Last season production, but also go – so, for, for just quick, Ken, I think people forget, Kenny Stills ran a four three eight. If you want to go metrics-wise, he's crazy fast. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, no, he is. Fast, fast, fast. Kenny right. Stills. Kenny Stills. Last season production. Rounds with wills. This, this uh, wide receiver had 69 targets, 43 catches for 728 yards and four touchdowns. Do you have a guess? Can you repeat that? 69 targets, 43 catches, 728 yards and four touchdowns. Hold on. We'll let Will guess first. Do you think you know, Ryan? I, I do. Wow. I guess it. You can go. Well, even a shot, I think I know it. I don't have – I'm going to have to think longer, and it's dead air, which, means, I, I, which I you could stated be, earlier could, is poor. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go Josh Gordon. Not Josh Gordon. Uh, All right. Probably not enough targets, but those because those are numbers are pretty uh, pretty good numbers. For is this 26 last year targets. or is he going to be 26 this year? He is 26 currently. I'm going to go Marquise Goodwin. Not Marquise Goodwin, but good guess. I think he might be 27 now, so that right, might be Ryan, off. What, what, uh, what data point would you like? ADP, available targets, or random stat? Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take available targets. Available targets are 100 over 110 over 110 targets from last under, year. Under like 400, or what, do we get like a ballpark here? What? 
Okay, so it's over uh, 110. <laughs> oh, they're over okay. 110. I mean, it's like a bit between 110 and 120 targets. Okay. Um, I, I think, let's see. I think I have my next guess, but you might be younger. Oh, I, I think I'm, I th oh, I think he's younger than this. I, I know the guy that came to mind. My guesses are probably horrible. The guy that comes to mind is Paul Richardson, but I think he's younger than this. It's not. It's not Paul Richardson. I was going Tyler Lockett. I was thinking him Tyler too, Lockett. but I knew he was younger. He, I think he's younger. All yeah. right, Will, you're next. You want uh, random stat or uh, dynasty ADP? Oh, random stat. All right, random stat. This wide receiver's best season was 119 targets, 69 catches, 1,059 yards, and seven touchdowns. So 119 targets, 69 catches, 1,059 yards, and seven touchdowns. I think I know it is, too. I got it. It's Alan Hearns. It's not Alan Hearns. Oh, come on. Is that who you were going to guess, Ryan? No, I was going to say maybe it's Dante Moncrief. No, it's not. You got neither. Let me give I mean, you the he's last. He's bigger than that, isn't he? He's not 26. The age thing keeps throwing me off, I think. So I have to look at these guys, see how bad I'm off with these statistics. So, so last season, <laughs> 728 and four touchdowns. His best season, which happens to be two years ago, was 1,059 yards and seven touchdowns. This is the best part. His dynasty ADP is wide receiver 80, 8-0, and 178 overall. No respect whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, he plays on a team. Oh my god, I got it, I got it. He, hold on, he 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 still plays for the same team. He didn't change teams. I don't know who it is. He, as a matter of fact, he was tendered with a Tyrell Williams round tender, and Tyrell Williams, Williams. Tyrell Williams, is currently going off as wide receiver eighty. Nice in well, Dynasty ADP. Well dominated me in this game, my my friend. Well done. So what do you guys? It should be the video part. Buy one. Get one. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys think about Tyrell Williams at at that price point? I mean, what is that? The 178. What's that like? The 17th round? No, it can't be. 15th round. I mean, it's who, late. I mean, that is late. Who's going around him? I'm curious. Like, what, who else can you get in that that range? You have it in front of you. I, look it I up. don't. I don't have the ADP I'll, in front of me. I'll look it up. Will, what do you? Huh? You cut out. He, he went mute. He did go mute. Yeah. I, I I was gonna look it up, but, but um, oh. I just want to know what you what you thought while I look up the ADP, like who's in that range. Uh, I mean, I bet that's the range of like wide receiver eighty. So you're getting guys like Cole Beasley. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like I feel like that's low for Tyrell Williams. There's like low is in it's it's further down than what I actually think he's going because I had Tyrell Williams in his breakout year, but then owning him last year sucked. So that's why I think everybody's we're. As a dynasty community, and you're, you can watch this happen, the shift even from wide receivers to running backs and their value in what we're doing, everybody's become more short-sighted because, the one, dynasty is getting massively more popular. Uh, and secondly, people are definitely not looking as far into the future. Well, I think that, you know, one of the interesting things about Tyrell Williams is that clearly that season of incredible production came when Keenan Allen was hurt and Keenan Allen last year, I think got like 160 targets. He was near the league lead in targets last year, but you know, everybody wants to with Hunter Henry going down and, and no more Antonio Gates, everyone wants to um, say that Mike Williams now is all of a sudden going to be 
the the guy that's in line for all these targets and these these touchdowns. But I just have this sneaky suspicion that a guy like Tyrell Williams, who I mean, you know, Lord, I don't know what it would take to buy him right now, but would it surprise anyone if he came out and put up like he's not going to put up a thousand fifty nine and seven, but if he came out and put up eight hundred and fifty nine hundred yards and six touchdowns, I mean that's wide receiver three territory. Like right. that's easily flex worthy on a team that I think is going to be very good. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, at wide receiver 80, I think that last year, despite Will, the fact that he was incredibly disappointed owned, he still finished as a top 50 wide receiver. He's 26 years old. They just gave him almost $3 million, put a second round tender on him, which I mean is, you know, not inconsequential, but um, so it's not. Good value him. I mean, like, yeah, I just, I thought it was interesting. I, he, he was brought up in another league chat and, um, I was just surprised when I started looking into some of his numbers. Yeah, I think for his price, too. I mean, the, this is what you're getting. Like, before him um, being taken, D.D. Westbrook, uh, D.J. Oof. Chark, Kenneth Dixon, Hurst, Matt Breida. Okay, those are guys bef- taken before him. And then after, it's like ASJ, Austin Hooper, Derek Carr, Jordan Matthews, Jack Doyle. So, out of those guys, I mean, for me, pretty easily Tyrell Williams, right? Because um, he's got he, – he's, you know, good situation – Guy with upside. I mean, I don't know if you're desperate for running back. Do you want to take a flyer on Kenneth Dixon or something? Maybe, but I don't know. No, I, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm desperate, actually, really, I so I actually am pretty high. Like overall, high on Tyler Williams. I was just talking about my experience with actually owning him last year. I think that's what makes it dip. It was just going down the path of our short sightedness that's coming uh, in Dynasty, and I think that, that his opportunity one, he's super fast. I think that gets forgotten. And with Waking and Allen was hyper-targeted last year and the way that offense ran, I mean, the, the Chargers were one of the most disappointing teams in the league last year, by far, in my opinion, with their results and what they were doing. And I think this year is going to be a turnaround for them. I think they're – and it's been said before on other podcasts and things like that, but as far as a dark horse AFC Super Bowl team, give me the Chargers. That's what I think, too. And um, getting German James, I mean, they stole him in the NFL draft, and their defense just got better. And that's, that's one thing you – that um, a lot of times that when we're, you know, focused on dynasty football or fantasy football, if we don't do IDP, we don't focus on the defenses. But, man, the Chargers defense, I think, is going to be legit. I think they're going to be really good and going to help them my, win a lot of games. They got my boy Desmond King, the cornerback out of Iowa, who was projected to be like a top 20 pick but stayed for his senior year at Iowa. And it actually hurt him drastically because I think he ended up going fourth round to them. And he crushed it last year. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's No, it's uh, – I like I love the call for the Chargers, um, and, and you know, like look look at who else. It, it, you know, if you're gonna get out of the AFC West first of all. I don't think that's a, that's a gonna be super challenging because Oakland, who knows what they're gonna be, right? I, I don't have high expectations. Kansas City with Mahomes. I mean, they'll probably be pretty good, but we still don't know how good they're gonna be, uh, even if their offense is incredible. And then who's left? Denver. Eh, Denver might give them a challenge with their defense, but I know I, I, I like I like the Chargers in the AFC West. I think. Yeah, I mean, and, and oh yeah, I don't know. Philip Rivers, the dark horse QB, but I also think I'm in love with old QBs this year. <laughs> as as poor the Konami code draft, but like I love Ben Roethlisberger as far as fantasy stats go, not as a person, uh, but like and, and Philip Rivers. <laughs> Eli Manning, give me all these guys. Yeah, Breeze. Mm. Mm. <laughs> give me some old quarterbacks. Yeah, yum yum. Give me some. 
my next team name would be the Cougar QBs. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I don't know what you call old dudes. So just giving the same yeah, name. I don't know. So it's not a is cougar, that it, buddy. Trey, is it? Uh, is it? So we only have two wide receivers, or do we get a third one so I can finish off this pounding? Mm, oh man, you want to go for a clean sweep? <laughs> I like actually, it. Fucking smack. I like it. Actually, I, th- I actually did have a third guy I was looking into. If you guys will give me about five minutes as we chat, I can look up the other. I I was gonna do a third guy, and then I was like, no, but. Um, I, I could, I could put, potentially put them together. I didn't, th- I didn't feel like he was captivating enough. Like I felt like these two guys were kind of like, I feel like the other guy maybe gets talked about a little bit more. And I felt like these two guys were kind of more off the radar. Like I, I don't imagine there's been many podcasts in the last six weeks where the names Kenny Stills or Tyrell Williams have been featured. So. Yeah. You haven't heard anything about Stills lately. It's all about Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola. Right. I've heard some people talk about Stills in some podcasts and read some articles about him. But, yeah, it's not like he is uh, is a highlight. Um, And Trey's rider died Devontae Parker. Oh, man, I'm getting more excited about that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I bet I I, want to go back and listen to a few podcasts and look at some Twitter. It's really hard to look into the past on Twitter because people tweet so much. Uh, If you haven't – people don't know. I'm still new to it and very scared. Fantasy Joe underscore Will. But, and you've had some, yeah. a couple of killer tweets in the past couple of days. I I've to... had less less tweets than followers, so I'm getting there. <laughs> That's the way to do it, I guess. Um, I have 69 followers. So as J.J. Zacharyson would say, I have a very nice amount. <laughs> you, you, you and Gronk. <laughs> no, Gronk's, yeah. following, Gronk's following 69 people. <laughs> so I think our recording's about to roll over, but when we come back, I uh, thought it might be kind of fun. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, this time, we uh, set off on what was to be a uh, one-year-in-the-future Dynasty startup draft, where we took turns uh, selecting players. How far did we and get in that? Like three only, rounds? Four or got, five rounds? <laughs> almost four rounds. It stalled at uh, some guy named Trey. But uh, I, I thought it might be kind of interesting to talk about a couple of these picks. Uh, in in uh, Oh, yeah, I found it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I wanted to. Oh, okay. Mixing out. I yeah, don't don't look. I wanna I wanna uh, see what what you guys think about where certain guys land because uh, I think that some of these are takes um, on certain players and and some of the some of the places we have them I think will be pretty intriguing it'll be interesting to see how overvalued or undervalued we we did with rookies because i think we undervalued rookies because i think saquon probably went to like the second or third round in this thing i think we i think we totally undervalued rookies if memory serves it'll be interesting to see if that's the case yeah yeah i got it's gonna be uh it's interesting all right well we we, we've got to transition into that though because this is going to be this awkward connection so we got another minute left so anything we want to mention before we get there this might be part of i do edit Oh, I guess I don't have anything to say then if it's going to be edited out. I can tell you one thing I'll say. There were some terrible picks in this draft. Oh, my God. I know one of mine's going to be Duke Johnson because I think it took him fourth round. That wasn't even – that's not even your worst. We should we, – so you should talk about it for a couple of minutes and we should pull it up so we can, like, I'll talk about it looking at it because it's going to be an awkward conversation of, if only you're looking at it. Well, maybe Derrick Henry I took second round. You know who you took in the third round with the – 
let's see. I think this is we we went back and forth. So this would be the three eleven. Uh, Mike Williams, Devonte Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I took him in the third round. Lies. So I swear, I'm looking right at it. Changing names. I can see you edited that. You know. You know, I took him in the third round, right before Devonte Parker. Cortland Sutton. I knew Cortland Sutton nice. went in this draft. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. I made up for it, though, in the second round, pick five of the second round, taking Todd Gurley. How did that happen? Well, that's before that's basically he where he's going. Breakout year, yeah, right? Yeah. I no, mean, no, it's, just, it's just crazy. Like, the, you know, we just, crazy. how short-sighted. We Ryan are short-sighted. Took, Ryan took Corey Davis before Julio Jones. <gasps> okay. Okay. Disappointed! I just thought I just happened to come across. Well, yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the mock draft another time. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way you started on. And darn right, I took Corey Davis before Julio Jones because in a couple of years that that's gonna look brilliant. Because we got to do one this year too. Yeah, we got to do also, one this year. You also that, took him before uh, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen. Darn right I did because in a year from now, that's going to look brilliant. Because I was looking for the 2019 season when I made the, 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 picked that team, of course. So The point I was just making, the Dynasty Longview. Great job, Ryan. <laughs> Terrell, Terrell I also think Pryor. this is my most creative name for our, our group chat. Devontae's Inferno. That'd be a good team name. There we go. There we go. And you can get all this and more for $1.99 if you visit us at patreon.com slash shows. This is at least three dollars and fifty cents worth of content that's right that's right so yeah if, so if you, if you do support us once again we're gonna use the money to help pay our costs and grow the podcast and offer you so much more all the details are there and uh we're not going to talk about this every week i mean we may casually mention it so don't think like oh no every time i listen to fancy joes they're going to pound this over my head we're not going to do that we're going to put it out there though we appreciate the support so we won't do our normal outro well, we're just going to say good night everybody and uh check it out oh man I want to say something too. Oh, go, okay, uh, everyone, why don't we why don't we do one more message <laughs> to our supporters, well, guys? And, so the, no, the one thing I was going to say. Oh man, so this is the freebie, right? This is the one that's this is the freebie. Uh, this is the yeah. freebie. So there's a lot of research that doesn't make the podcast and what we're doing. Uh, I know Ryan at least makes a big board with all his rookie picks. You have access to that and what he does and what he thinks. Uh, I know Trey has done. He's written an article about quarterbacks and what his research is. And he has plenty of uh, as much as like data as you could ever want within this. I've been working on a running back plat, like, running back like prediction uh, platform, I and mean, just like stats that you should know for moving forward. For, like the past like two or three months, it's, it's slowed down a little bit. But uh, just I just want to say that there is it's it's not just banter back and forth in all of what we're we're asking for here. It's like saying you know we are new to this. Uh, we're getting our feet wet when it comes to podcasting, and we're getting better at it. And we'll get better at sharing these things as we're on here. But there's a part of it that isn't seen that's like how many hours we spend on this a week and what we're actually doing when it comes to intelligence research and design and what we're doing. And that's a big part of why this Patreon will exist and what we want to be able to create a better website. You know, it's expensive to own a domain name and create a website and support it. And it takes a lot of time and effort and things like that. And it just is, uh, you know, overall, it's not, it's not a huge, it's not a big investment, but we'd want to see if it's worth, you know, if we have a good enough following now to where it's worth continuing and trying to grow it even bigger. Uh, through this, through this, you know, kind of forum, uh, and we appreciate you know, anything you guys send our way. That's perfect. That's perfect. I don't think uh, we could have said it better. That, that's awesome. So, arrivederci, my friends. 
Think about all that tight end research you did for last week's podcast. Oof. There's you got access to that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that we can do. Yeah, we do do a ton of research. So Trey, any closing thoughts or shall we end it there? No, man, I'm trying to trade for OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've at least, I've at least six different uh, Google, Google spreadsheets about uh, running back data from using pro football focus and stuff, looking at age and years of breakouts and things like that, that I'm totally willing to share, but it's just not, it's hard to make super big opinions about it. And, and share it with like conviction, you know, things like that on a podcast, but it exists. And I'm, I'm trying to get, get it all together. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys. Thanks. Hey there, Saquon. What's it like to be the greatest? I don't own the rookie 101, but dude, you look so awesome. Yes, you do. Todd Gurley can't be as good as you. I swear it's true. Hey there, Saquon. Don't you worry about your landing spot. You are the greatest running back prospect there's ever been since LT. You are elite. If you're on my team, I can't be beat. Every opponent I'll defeat. Oh, what a wooden trade for you. Oh, what I wouldn't trade for you. Oh, what I wouldn't trade for you. Oh, what I wouldn't give for you. I'd give my left nut for you. Hey there, Saquon. I know your price tag's getting higher, but this week I'll trade for you multiple 2019 picks. I'll get the goat. I'm getting, getting wood. Hey there, Saquon. I... My team is going to be good. I'm getting wood. Hey there, Saquon. I've got so much faith in you. In every mock draft I take you, your film, it blows my mind away. It's the best I ever saw. At the Combine, you were the best by far. You've got it all. Oh, what a wooden trade for you. What I wouldn't trade for you. Saquon, what I wouldn't trade for you. Oh, what I wouldn't trade for you. The guy that owns you says there's no way in hell, but I've got Gronk and Diggs and Bell. I'll trade D-Hop if there's no other way. Other owners will all make fun of me, but I'll just laugh for now. I own Barkley. We all know that them are all jealous in this way. Saquon, I can promise you that by the time that we get through, that no other dynasty team will ever be this great. Saquon's the GOAT. Get it straight. Hey there, Saquon. You be good and you stay healthy. Two more weeks and I'll complete the trade for you. And I'll be winning championships like I do. We all know it's because of you. We can start Flacco at QB if we want to. Hey there, Saquon. Here's to you. I'm trading the farm for you. Oh, what have you done to me? Saquon, what have you done to me? Oh, what has he done to me? 
Saquon, what have you done to me? What you've done to me, oh.